Love you so much, Crystal. Thank you so much. I do want to say that we have some of the best pastors on the planet. You know, I, I, we say it all the time, you know, but they love you. They genuinely, genuinely love you so much. And I think if they could multiply themselves into like a thousand people, they probably would. So they could be in every room and every coffee shop and every birthday party. Uh, but the way they multiply themselves is through us, okay? And so, uh, but our pastors love you so much. And it's really um, very humbling and honoring to get to be able to share today. And I'm excited about what God is doing, okay? I'm sure already today I've heard this so many times. Crystal, I know you're expected. I, you heard from every single person praying. Um, but God is doing something new, okay? Pastor Earl gave the biggest tease this past Sunday, okay? <laughs> it was the biggest tease about what God what what's God has laid on his heart and what's ahead for our church future and so uh, I'm really really excited about this because I do feel like we're in a moment right now that we need to capitalize on. And there not every season is like this, not every moment is like this, okay? Like life is not always like this, okay? Um it's kind of like whenever you're going to get married, okay? And it's like, okay, I want to work out because I want to get in my fit into my wedding dress or I want to look good in my tux. Okay. You can't work out for your wedding dress after you got married. Okay. You can't work out to fit in the tux how you want to fit in the tux after you get married. Like that was a season before you got married. Okay. And I feel like what we're about to step into is a season like that. And we need to capitalize on the moment of where God has us right now. There was a, there's a guy that was uh, used to play in the NBA. Okay, his name was Robert Horry. Okay, Robert Horry. If you're a Spurs fan, you know about him. If you're a Lakers fan, you know about him. If you're a Houston Rockets fan, okay, you know about Robert Horry. Robert Horry has seven championships. He was a good player. He wasn't Michael Jordan. He wasn't LeBron James. Okay. Um, he he wasn't Damian Lillard. Okay. He wasn't any of those guys. But what Robert Horry was is he was clutch. I mean, the dude was a legend when it came to clutch moments. So he maybe wasn't scoring 20 points, 30 points a game. But whenever he's in the championship and it's game six, game five, game seven, and you need a bucket, you need to catch Robert Horry outside the three, and he's going to get you three points. Boom, done. And I feel like this right now, we need to be like Robert Horry. And we need to capitalize on the moment that God has us. We, uh, one, of, one of the chapters that I think everybody loves in the Bible is Joshua chapter 6. Okay, this is like one of the most exciting chapters in the Bible. This is where the walls of Jericho fall down. Okay, and like, you want to talk about God doing a new thing? God literally like busted down the walls of Jericho using sound. Okay, like it was, that had never been done before. Okay, like this was a new thing. Okay, God had done something brand new. But if you kind of like take some steps back and you go to Joshua chapter 5, everybody loves to have a short memory from Joshua 5 to Joshua chapter 6. <laughs> because Joshua chapter 5 talks about the preparation that went into the miracle that God did in chapter 6. And I feel like this is where we're at. We're in that preparation season as a church family. We're in that preparation season as leaders. Okay, so we're going to go ahead and we're going to jump into Joshua chapter 5. And we're going to read verses 2 through 8, okay? I'm going to be reading in the NIV version. Okay, it says, At the time the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives and circumcise the Israelites again. <laughs> yep. 
The Lord went there. Okay, the Lord went there. So Joshua made flint knives and circumcised the Israelites at what comes up, ends up known as the Hill of Circumcision or Hill of Foreskin, which is like, that's a pretty intense uh, description, okay? Now, this is why he did so. All those who came out of Egypt, all the men of military age, died in the wilderness on the way after leaving Egypt. All of the people that came out had been circumcised, but all those who had been born in the wilderness during the journey from Egypt had not. The Israelites had moved about in the wilderness for 40 years until all the men who are of military age, had, when they left Egypt, had died. And since they had not obeyed the Lord, for the Lord had sworn to them that they would not see the land he had solemnly promised to their ancestors to give them, a land flowing with milk and honey. So he raised up their sons in their place. And these are the ones that Joshua circumcised. They were still uncircumcised because they had not been circumcised on the way. And after the whole nation had been circumcised, they remained where, where they were in the camp until they were healed. This is like one of those scripture verses. I don't know if I always understand. Okay. I read the Bible and I have some questions. I'm like, Lord, why, 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 you know, like you chose a rainbow in Genesis to be a sign of your covenant. Why all of a sudden, you know, whenever they leave Egypt, you want to switch this up and you want to install circumcision as a sign of the covenant. God. I, this, this is intense. Okay, my wife and I just had a baby. Okay, we had a baby boy. Okay, so this circumcision thing, y'all, we just walked through this. Okay, I don't know if Gio is ever going to remember getting circumcised. Okay, but I'm telling you what, his parents will. This was traumatic. I don't know if it's traumatic for him, but it was traumatic for me. Okay, there are like real tears and you're like shaking him and holding him. It's like, this is this is something traumatic, but, I, but there are so many blessings that are going to be on the other side of it. Okay, and here we see God, before they could walk into their promised land, had to be circumcised. I don't know if it really all makes sense to me, if I'm going to be honest, but I know this is this is a principle that God actually has in the scripture. Before you can go into new seasons, sometimes there are some things that need to be cut away, okay? Like there is addition through subtraction, this is actually something I, I used to run sound, okay, a little bit back in the town north days. I was a sound guy for a little while. I was definitely no Lucas. I was definitely no Jeremy, okay? Uh, but one of the ways, okay, I was no Aaron Hayes by any means, okay? But one of the ways that you can make a good sound audio mix in a room isn't just to be like, I want more electric, let me turn it up. Isn't like, I just, I want more drums, let me turn up the drums. Isn't like, ooh, that vocalist needs to be louder. Let me turn up that vocalist. Actually, one of the best ways to get a great mix is, hmm, I want to hear the vocalist better. Maybe I need to turn the electric player down. Oh, I want to hear the drums better. Maybe I need to turn the bass down some. There's an addition that actually happens through subtraction. And here we see there was the addition of the promised land, but it came to some, some subtraction. Y'all know what I'm talking about, okay? I don't have to say it, okay? I don't have to say it, but there was some subtraction that happened, okay? Whenever you think about your dreams and who you want to be and what God has for you, sometimes it can seem a bit overwhelming, okay? Like, you want to start that new business. You want to start the family, okay? You're like, hey, I want to be I want to be a man of God that God uses to change the literally my nation and my city. There's some things, though, that God wants to work in you, and it can seem like all the things that you want to be can be a bit overwhelming. Maybe sometimes it's, help, it's helpful to start with, Okay, what are some things that I do not want to be? 
I know I don't want to be this. I know I don't want to be that. And so you can begin to subtract some things out. So I want to say Shoreline City leaders, Shoreline City family, what are some things that the Lord wants to take away? Okay, the price is way too high. You need to cut it, right? Like what, what is God asking you to cut in this season? And I actually believe that we're in a season where we can maximize on a return for this, okay? The, the ROI, the return on our investment, okay? Like what we're gonna cut in this season, I actually can believe that can push us forward for the next years and definitely the next seasons to come, okay? So what needs to be cut? I'm asking you. What do you, what do you need to cut away? What in this season needs to be cut because it would hold you back for the next season? Here's, um, here's one of the things that I, I think whenever we hear a message like this, we're like, ooh, okay, Lord, tell me what I need to cut. God, give me fresh new manna. What's something brand new I need to cut that I've never cut before? Uh, it, you know, okay, it could be that. It could be that. It could totally be that. But one thing I've learned in my walk with Christ is that I feel like he's actually telling me what needs to be cut pretty consistently. <laughs> Like you probably already know what needs to be cut. Okay, can we just talk about the previous generation? Okay, with these with these Israelites, they knew that God was gonna install that God had already installed circumcision. Okay, they knew the next generation was gonna need to be circumcised, but they waited until they were 40 years old to get these people circumcised. I mean, like circumcision wasn't a secret, okay? <laughs> so I'm gonna ask you. What has God already been telling you that needs to be cut? He's probably been speaking to you for the, the, the parenthetically the last 40 years. This is what needs to be cut. And I'm just wanting to encourage you. Cut it in this season. As we move into the next, I feel like the Lord has us at a spot where he can literally take those things and maximize it for the next few years, seasons, generations. But the next thing I would ask is, what did it feel like for the Israelites to get circumcised? A man, I bet it felt like death. <laughs> I know Gio cried a whole bunch, okay? Gio was crying for days, okay? I don't know if he was crying for days from the trauma. I don't know if it was just like us putting our trauma on him and that's why he was crying. I don't know, but it like it was it was intense, okay? I'm so glad that he's not going to remember this. Okay, we did it at a young age, so he won't remember it. But there was some pain there that happened. And I've learned a lot of times our walk with Christ feels a little bit kind of like, I feel like I'm dying. This is very consistent with what Jesus said. He said, pick up your cross, okay? Whenever he said things like pick up your cross, this was not a necklace, okay? Like a cross was a sign of death, okay? And I'm just telling you, Shoreline City, I feel like we're in a season right now where we can maximize on this. What are the things that need to die? Do the work now. I'm telling you, do the work now because I know God has promised land for us. There are so many lives and so many blessings that are gonna be on the side of it. So I wanna make sure that we're Robert Horry in this season, okay? Like we're making the three to win the championship in this time. But I also wanna point out that in verse eight, it says that the whole nation stayed in the camp until they were healed. There's a healing that needs to take place too. It's not just cutting, okay? There's a healing that needs to, to take place. They didn't get cut and then immediately walk into the promised land. 
They didn't get cut and then immediately start walking around the walls of Jericho, okay? They didn't get cut and then start shouting a battle cry. They stayed in the camp until they were healed. For, for our son, Gio, okay, the healing process for him was seven days, okay? So I'm just going to say to you, what do you need to do in these next seven days that are going to bring healing, that are going to bring restoration? What are going to be some new patterns that you can establish in your life? I actually think healing for us contextually in this moment would be consistency. What are the things that the Lord's asking you to cut away that you need to stay consistent at? What are the, what, what's the new disciplines that the Lord is asking you to implement in your life? Because I feel like right now we're in a season, it you know, typically it takes 21, 30 days to start a new habit. I'm praying that the Lord will start a new habit in seven days, okay? But what is for the next seven days that you need healing on? And I think we can capitalize on these moments because the, really, the truly the best days are ahead, okay? And I believe that God is wanting to do something new that he has never done before in our church family. I believe that he's wanting to do something that we have never seen before, just like the Israelites as they were walking into the promised land. God literally defeated a nation, not by sword, not by power, okay? He defeated it by singing and shouting. And I'm telling you, Shoreline City, God has victory on the other side of this in ways that we could have never hoped or imagine, I mean, we just heard the story that Lance told us, and we would have never been connected had we not been in this season that seems like a wilderness and we're doing so much through screens. I'm telling you, Shoreline City, what God has ahead of us is so much bigger and greater than we could have ever hoped or imagined. But what do we need to cut? Do, what are the things we need to fast? What are the things we need to confess? What are the patterns we need to reestablish? Because there is going to be blessing on the other side of it, church family. I love you so much. I love you so much. Our family and leaders love you so much. I'm telling you the best days are ahead and let's get ready for everything that God has for us. God bless you, family. God bless.